Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 361 for the 24th of Cheshvan in Alipir. So there's this idea in medicine, most commonly spoken about in more alternative circles of medicine these days, but uh, it is starting to gain popularity in more mainstream circles as well, that the source of all illness is blockage, that there's some kind of blockage going on. And if we could remove that blockage, then the ailment would go away. We see this predominantly or more uh, or most um, overtly in acupuncture. So of all the different types of alternative medicines, then uh, acupuncture, I believe, is the one that's been studied the most and researched the most and been shown to be effective in for treating many different ailments. And people have come up with all kinds of different theories as to why this might be. But um, the most common theory and I believe the one that acupuncture itself, the the tradition of acupuncture itself describes as being the accurate one is that what acupuncture does is it opens up these blockages in the body, that there's this natural flow of energy that that flows through the body, this vitality that flows through the body. And uh, when there's a blockage to this energy flow, then this results in different kinds of disorders, this different kinds of imbalances. So we want to restore that natural flow of energy. Nowadays, there's a, a pretty well-known physician who's becoming all the rage these days. His name is Dr. Gabor Mate. He wrote a book called The Myth of Normal, and he wrote a bunch of other books as well. I haven't yet read the book. I'm sure I'll talk about it once I do read the book. It sounds like it's totally up my alley, but I did hear a podcast with him uh, where he was being interviewed, and he was saying a very similar thing, that in his um, in his experience being a medical doctor, and he really started out as being just a mainstream medical doctor, he started to know the emotional components that seem to coincide very frequently with different with different medical disorders and this really led him to uh, really appreciate the connection between the minds and the body and appreciate this idea that really parallels this idea again of that illness really is a representation of a certain blockage that's going on in the body so this is what the altar is actually going to talk about. And he's going to talk about this in terms of the heart. Uh, I'm not a medical expert, nor do I claim to be. So I don't know how much of this it parallels what modern mainstream medicine says about, uh, about the workings of the heart in relation to the different organs of the body. Um, but I can tell you guys what the altar says, which I know is truthful. And perhaps those of you with more of a medical background than I have can maybe explore this a little bit further to see how this does parallel uh, what we know about the workings of the body. But so according to the altar about the altar describes that and he, he says this very thing. He says that the source of all illnesses 
is a blockage. And it's specifically a blockage between the flow of vitality from the heart into the different organs of the body so that in a healthy functioning body there the vitality is kind of based in the heart and then it flows out to all the other limbs in the body and all the other organs in the body and then it flows back to the heart so there's this like very healthy uh, cycle of vitality flowing through the body but when there's some kind of some some organ or some limb or something that's that's defective god forbid in some way this stops the flow of of uh, vitality the flow of blood from the heart and it causes what we know of as illnesses as different ailments uh, now, why is the ultra rabbit talking about all this? He, the ultra rabbit was not a medical doctor. And um, what was this all about? So the ultra rabbit describes all of this as a metaphor for actually our relationship as the Jewish people to each other and to God himself as represented through the Shekhinah, through the divine indwelling, which we've, we've talked about the Shekhinah many times on the podcast. And what he's going to describe here is that in this, uh, in this metaphor, in this illustration, in this case, the Shekhinah is the heart. The Shekhinah is the source of the vitality of, for all of us, and not only for all of us, but for the entire world. And the souls of the Jewish people in specific are the different limbs, are the different organs uh, through which the vitality needs to flow through. And what this basically means is that we need to be unified. The basic message of this entire podcast is a really beautiful message. It's really all about loving your fellow Jew. Because as the Ultra Rebbe will describe, in order for there to be a healthy flow of vitality throughout the entire world, not just for Jews, not just for our souls, but literally to the entire world, is it has to start with the Jews being unified. Because as we'll learn, the Jews, the Jewish soul actually preceded creation because the Jewish soul was created through the thought of God, whereas the rest of creation was created through God's speech and thought precedes speech. And it says that God actually consulted with the Jewish souls before creating the world. And so thus, since we are sort of like this primordial um, aspect of the world, we need to be unified. And if the souls are not unified, if there's any kind of disconnect, discord in the souls of the Jewish people, this creates a blockage in the flow of vitality from the Shekhinah to the organs and ultimately to the rest of the world. Which is why we can come to understand that the destruction of the second temple, it's its taught in Judaism at large that the reason for the destruction of the second temple was because of sinas chinam, it's called, for baseless hatred. And that this destruction of the second temple, what it did, spiritually speaking, is it actually caused the shechina to be exiled. So uh, with that being said, let's see how the Altar Rebbe uh, goes through this. Um, so... I'll, I'll lead you through this epistle, and it's, we're going to be learning an entire epistle today. This is Epistle 31 of Igeris HaKodesh, and so crazy, we are almost at the end of this Igeris HaKodesh. This is the second to last epistle, so we have today, and then we have tomorrow. It's going to be the last epistle, and then we are done with Igeris HaKodesh, and then we're going to be starting the final book of uh, the Tanya, the final savor of Tanya, Kuntur's Ahram. So this is so exciting very amazing that we've made it this far. And so, yeah, so let's, let's begin. So today, so again, this, keeping this theme in mind, the ultra Rebbe begins this epistle in a very interesting way, which is particularly interesting when we contrast it with 
yesterday's epistle that we learned. So in yesterday's epistle, the epistle began with modaat zot, which in Hebrew means it is known, like it is well known, meaning this is a well known thing. And what we learned about yesterday was this idea of giving staka and how you shouldn't um, ever diminish from the amount of or or frequency with which you give staka. Uh, so that's something that's a well known thing. Today, however, it's it's a different wording. The beginning, the beginning says sha'arim. It is known in the gates, and what this is an allusion to is to the scholars and the judges because they were the ones that back in the day they used to sit at the city gates. So uh, so meaning to say that the point of this is that this is something that is this teaching we're going to learn is something that's that's really known usually only in like very scholarly circles, but the ultra rabbi is going to open it up and, and teach us, teach it to all of us and bring us into that world. So, uh, so what is this thing that's known is the teaching of this idea from the Tikkune Zohar that, uh, that's part of the Kabbalah, the Tikkune Zohar that's, that's, that teaches that the Shekhinah is ailing in exile. The Shekhinah is sick in exile. So what does this mean? What does it mean that we say that the Shekhinah is sick, the Shekhinah is ailing in exile? How could the Shekhinah be sick? So the altar Rebbe says, he, here he brings this, this mashal, this parable of the body. So he says, and he says, of course, we have to say that, you know, there's a very big difference between uh, a, a body, a physical body and, and holiness and the Shekhinah. Obviously, it's, it's not the same thing at all, but we're just going to use this as a kind of illustration. So we know, as I explained in the introduction, that the whole, um, that, that the reason for sickness and health has to do with the flow of vitality that goes from the heart to all of the different organs. So how does this work? So basically, what do we say when we say this vitality? What is this vitality? So this vitality that's that flows to all the different organs is vested within the blood of the soul that goes out from the heart to all of the different organs. And it, it circul circulates around the body and it brings this vitality through this through the blood. The blood is sort of like the transmitter of the vitality to all of the different organs, all the different limbs, all the different veins that are found within the body. And then it returns back to the heart. And so now if this works properly, if this circulation happens in an appropriate manner, then everything is great. And um, and we know that the person's totally healthy. This is a healthy individual. They're their circulation is good, right? So all of the organs, all of the uh, limbs, everything is receiving its appropriate circulation. It's receiving the vitality that it needs in order to function properly. However, if God forbid, there's a uh, some type type of uh, disorder, if any part of the body inside the body has something in it that's not correct, that's not as it should be, this causes a blockage of the blood to flow through, and thus not only causing a block blockage of the blood, but it causes a blockage in the vitality, meaning in the flow of vitality throughout the entire body, which causes a diminishment in this flow of vitality, and this results in God forbid. Um, God should save us from this. God forbid the person falling sick, the person person becoming sick. So all of this is to serve as a metaphor for us to understand the concept that the Jewish people, the souls of the Jewish people are called, they're referred to as being the organs of the Shekhinah. This is in the Zohar. They're called the organs of the Shekhinah. And the Shekhinah is called the heart. So we see different examples of this, that, that where the Shekhinah is called the heart. So for example, in Tehillim, Chapter 73, verse 26, it says, The rock, my heart, which is a reference to the Shekhinah, 
Or another one is, um, and this is an interesting one from Shemot chapter 26, verse 8, and I will dwell within them. Shechanti, dwell, it's that word shechina. I will dwell within them. So meaning to say within them, it's like this reference to the heart that's within the person. So what does this mean? What does this mean that the shechina is the heart? So we know that the the shechina, the word shechina means to dwell, like an indwelling. So this means like very literally, why is it called the indwelling? Because this, the shechina force, it dwells within the worlds of Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya in order to vitalize them, right? Because remember that shechina, it comes from malchus of, it's, it's the word shechina is synonymous with, with uh, the term malchus of Atsilis the Malchus level of the world of Atsilis. So Atsilis, again, is this like very high world that's sort of like different than all the other worlds because it's merely an emanated world. It's a, God has totally revealed it within that world. But the Shekhinah is that lowest part of the world that allows that world to connect with the worlds below it, the Bria, Yitzhira, and Asiya. And it vitalizes these worlds. And this vitality, how does the flow of the vitality issue forth from the uh, from the world of Atsilis, from the Shekhinah, into these three lower worlds, which is like all the worlds, including the world that we know, it does this through first becoming vested in the souls of the Jewish people. Okay, so now that's interesting. Why does it have to become vested within the souls of the Jewish people? So this is because all of the different types of creation, meaning everything, not the souls of the Jewish people, everything else, everything in the world, uh, they all are nothing compared to God. Like they, they all are considered as if not in comparison to God. And thus they would not be able to receive this vitality because it's like, it's too foreign to them. Like it has nothing to do with them. Like it's not like, it's like God's light and then creation. It's like, what's the connection kind of. Uh, so the way that this happens, that the mediator for this, the intermediary for this flow of vitality is the souls of the Jewish people. And why? What's so special about the souls of the Jewish people? So it's because the Jewish people are unique in the sense that they rose up in God's thought. And so uh, so we were, the origin of our souls is from God's thought. And the, and our souls actually preceded the creation of all the worlds, which all of the worlds were created through God's speech, right? As we spoke about many times that God speaks the world into creation. And so it's, and uh, as it, and, and it's actually taught that God consulted with the souls of the Jewish people before creating the world. So this really shows that there's this precedent that the, that the souls of the Jewish people have. And again, as is known in the gates, he again uses that terminology. Uh, we know that any f- flow that comes from above to below, there's this principle of that's a teaching from Sefer Yitzhira, which, um, which means that the beginning is wedged in the end and the end is wedged in the beginning. So there's a circular aspect to this. So what, so what does this have to do with what we're talking about? So we'll see that this relates to the flow. So if we're saying that this there's this flow that's coming from the Shekhinah through us and down into the world, there's going to be an upward flow as well, paralleling to that. And the Ultra Rabbi says that this is also alluded to in the teachings of, of the Arizal, where the Arizal referred to these two types of flows as Or Yashar, a straight light, which is the downward floor, flow, and then the Or Chuzer, the return light, which is the um, which is the upward flow. Or also another type of reference to this is this idea of Ratzov Shov. This is a, a term that comes up a lot in Hasidus, um, this idea of, of running and returning, running and returning. Um, this uh, The original 
origin of this is in Yechezkel chapter 1, verse 14, in the vision of Yechezkel when he, when he saw the, the chariot, um, he saw these animals, these chayos, they're called or creatures that were running and returning, running and returning. And this is an allusion to the same idea that there's this movement that anything that flows downwards, this flow of energy downwards is going to have a source back up. It's going to flow back upwards. And we talked about this in terms of the physical heart and the org- organs when we looked at that metaphor that we talked about also that the 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 blood, the vitality that flows through the blood of the heart goes from the heart to all the different organs and then it returns back to the to the heart. So there's a um so there's a, a circular motion in this sense as well. And so here too, when we go to the analog, the what what it is that we're actually talking about spiritually, when we talk about the souls, so same thing. That the souls, so it's like, okay, the God's vitality through the Shrina through flows through the souls. Um, but then we see that this this teaches us that the souls are actually connected to God. Uh, and so it and it turns and there's a circulation process that happens where it's the end is wedged in the beginning and the beginning is wedged in the end so that everything can then be connected back to God. And we see that there was an allusion to this when we all stood at the mountain on Har Sinai where it was taught in Devarim chapter 29 verse 9 where it says, You're all standing firm this day before God your Lord. And so the altar is going to break this down a little bit where it says, meaning all of you. So all, so like the simple reading of that text is just like, okay, we were all sitting in front of Harsinai all together in front of God. But if you actually look at it, like if you look at the words a little bit more closely, you'll see a couple of things. First thing is that it says, kulchem, it specifies kulchem, all of you, meaning to say that there was a certain type of unity going on. Everybody was united together in sitting in front of the mountain. And then it says, lifnei, before God, your God. So it's not only that it was just like we were sitting there in front of the mountain, but there's this idea of before. In front of also means before. In Hebrew, is in front of and also before, which means we were before God, before the yud Vavke, meaning that we were sitting in a state of unity that preceded the level of yud Vavke, that preceded the level of the revelation of God. It's a very, uh, it's a level that um, is beyond transcendence even. Uh, and it's, and, and the, the Chumash goes on and it says that this is really everybody was there. It was it was from the highest souls and the lowest souls. It was both the heads of the Jewish people, Roshechem, and also Chotzev Etzecha, the, the choppers of wood. So meaning to say it's like this time, this experience we had on Mount Sinai was when all the Jews were united together. And this unification together allowed us to return back to our source in this place that preceded the Yudke Vavke. So yeah, so again, so it's like really to picture this kind of like circular motion going on, this circulation, just like in the body, a healthy body is when the, the vitality flows from the heart into the organs and then back to the heart. So too, spiritual health is when the vitality flows from the Shechina into the souls of the Jewish people. And when the souls of the Jewish people are all united and there's no blockage there, that will allow this flow to go back to the Shechina itself, meaning to say that we will be able to connect back to our source, which is uh, in this place that that preceded, precedes the Yudke Vavke, in this place that's like uh, the origin of all of all, uh, and now we can understand this idea that why was it that the disrupt what that the reason for the destruction of the second temple 
and for the Jews going into exile and for the Shechina uh, being drawn down into Edom as it was taught in uh, as it's taught in into a state of exile as well. This all came about because of baseless hatred and because of the discord in the hearts of the Jewish people. So now we can understand this, right? Because it's like when there's discord amongst the Jewish people, that's like it's creating a, a, a state of imbalance. It's creating something that shouldn't be there. There shouldn't be discord amongst the Jewish people. The Jewish people should be united. We should all love each other and be unified. And um, and this allows for free-flowing circulation of that vitality, just like the, the blood circulates through the body when the body is healthy. But if there is discord, God forbid, this creates a blockage. And then this is this and, and now we can understand why it is that in the state of exile that we're living in now, the Shechina is called ailing. It's called chole. It's called sick. And through this, we can understand the deeper meaning of something that we say in Davening every day in the Shmones or prayer, where we say, that God supports those who have fallen it heals those who are sick and this is written in the plural like it doesn't just say like god heals a person who is sick or lifts up a person who fell it's it's in the plural so why is it in the plural is because this is a reference this is a spiritual reference to all of the organs so so meaning to say that it's not just about healing the particular individual or whatever it's about like all the organs need to be healthy and just like physically all the organs need to be healthy spiritually too all the souls need to be healthy and what the, this means is that there needs to be a connection between the souls there needs to be love and unity amongst the jewish people so it's a really be beautiful message and that's the end of this epistle and so I'll leave you with that thought to really increase in your love and connection with your fellow Jew. So hopefully you can find a way today to connect with your fellow Jew in a new way, um, in, in a deeper way, and to have this awareness that when in doing so, you're actually uh, increasing, you're actually allowing to, you're unblocking the energy of, of the world. You're actually unblocking the spiritual energy of the Shechina and you're allowing the, the vitality and the flow to flow through you through the souls of the Jewish people and ultimately to the entire universe, ultimately to allow the universe to heal. Because when the Shekhinah is, is healthy and when the Jewish souls are healthy, then this makes the world healthy. And this is what ultimately will bring the redemption to the world. So that's it for today. And tomorrow, so exciting. We are learning the last epistle in Egeris HaKodesh. So stay tuned and I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzchak ben Benyamin HaKohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Top project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.